Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 194 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. We're getting so close to episode 200, you guys. I feel like I should plan something um, big and exciting, but I don't know that I have time to do that. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. My guest today is Melanie Paxson. You know her. You know her face. You have seen her on a ton of television shows and commercials, and we're going to chat with her about motherhood. All right. But first... Let's talk about Spring Free Trampoline. As you know, Spring Free sponsors the Motherhood in Hollywood podcast, and this trampoline has brought so much joy into our lives. If you are looking for a way to get your family outside, to have something that is fun and safe and has great exercise um, for your kids and you as well, I mean, let's be real. I go out there and jump around on the Spring Free, and I'm getting winded. Um <laughs> But to be fair, I also get winded walking to my car. Um, <laughs> so if you are, are looking for something like that, especially with springtime coming, you want to get outside more and really uh, get that going, check out Spring Free Trampoline. It is the world's safest trampoline. That's because all of the springs are underneath the jumping mat. There's no exposed springs. Nothing is going to get any fingers or toes or body parts caught in it because of their patented design. The springs are underneath the trampoline. It's incredible. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. One other cool thing you can do with Spring Free is get it customized to the colors that you want. We have a giant pink and white trampoline because of course... That's when Channing wanted to get, but you can get blue and red and green and, and maybe your favorite school colors or just your favorite colors. Uh, it's a really great way to personalize something for your family. And um, you can also get a nameplate. We have a nameplate on there that says Channing's Place to Soar. And that's exactly what she does out there on her Spring Free. So head on over to springfreetrampoline.com. Just check it out. There's also, if you're in the Southern California area, there is um, Playground Warehouse is a local distributor that you can go. I believe they have some there in the store. You can check out and bounce around on a little bit and uh, see if it's a good fit for your family. I highly recommend it. Springfreetrampoline.com. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Motherhood in Hollywood. Hi. Um, how's it going? I'm finally sort of coming down off of like a crazy weekend. We had the SAG Awards this weekend. And out of all of the big award shows, this one is probably my favorite because it's just actors. And as an actor, I love chatting with other actors about their process and about, you know, how we support each other and this community and all of that. And plus, there's not a lot of, um, there's no directors, producers, writers, or anybody, no composers and, and that sort of thing at these awards. It's just actors. So there's a pretty good chance that you'll get to talk to some people from your favorite show. Like I interviewed the cast of Schitt's Creek. I interviewed the cast of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I interviewed some folks from Barry. Um, just a really, really inspiring, like funny, smart shows. Shows that I would love to one day be a part of. Um, but uh, yeah, it was really fun. The SAG Awards were really, 
really fun. And um, speaking of fun, I'm going to tell you guys about my guest today. My guest is Melanie Paxson. She is so sweet and so funny. And I'm sure you guys will recognize uh, her and also her voice. She is a voice, uh, the voice of the fairy godmother on the Descendants movies, uh, one, two, and three. So you guys will recognize that. She was also a voice on Troll Hunters Tales of Arcadia. But she's also a really uh, prolific actress. She has done a ton of television shows all the way back to like Notes from the Underbelly. She has done um, Happy Family. She was on a series called Cupid a long time ago. Um, And she's doing a show right now for Amazon Prime called Deal Breakers. And she uh, co-stars alongside Courtney Rackley and D.B. Woodside. And that is available right now on Amazon Prime Video. And we're going to talk today about her journey to motherhood and some of the challenges and struggles um, that come along with that. So I know you guys are going to enjoy my conversation with her. You will also recognize her. I'm going to put up her picture on uh, motherhood in Hollywood as um, the glad girl, the gladware girl, you guys. She has done so many commercials. She for a while um, was like the go-to commercial gal. I have no doubt you've seen her on your TV a million times. And we talk a little bit about how commercials have kind of shifted and the way they're cast and the way people are getting work now in the commercial industry. Um, It's a really interesting and fascinating take from somebody who is an expert in um, booking commercials. I'm just going to call you that, Melanie. I hope that's okay. Um, I hope she's listening. We joked about how she couldn't figure out how to get podcasts to work on her phone. So I hope she's listening to this episode because it's a really good one. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up my mommy monologue and get right to this interview with Melanie Paxson. Melanie Paxson is here. We've been having so much fun chatting about um, how she put her shirt on backwards this morning. And also, she can't pull a podcast on her phone, but we're going to fix that so you can listen to this episode, right? I really hope so. Yeah. Well, no, I have my babysitter slash social media person oh helps me do everything so oh, she nice. will we'll definitely put that on our, my Instagram yeah put it on put it on the list yeah um, but also we'll put this podcast on my Instagram yay she'll sh- figure that out she'll figure all that out do you do your own social media or do you kind of let oh no I hire her oh, to do okay. it I mean can't you tell <laughs> it, let me look at my, I just want to I mean my Instagram looks good I can't tell no it looks like you do everything yourself and I'm like wow she is on it oh no 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 no, that's I hired a, a company right before Disney's Descendants three came out, mm-hmm. and then um, she had to help me with everything yeah. because I was like, "Wait, what? Google Drive?" <laughs> and so she helped me with everything. So then we just transitioned to having her do everything for to me to help. Yeah, I will say there are times when I wish I had somebody to help with social media because it is a beast. It is so it's so necessary evil in today's entertainment industry or today's world in general but also it's can be very time consuming yeah very time consuming I built all my following by spending like 40 to 60 hours a week just on Instagram engaging commenting liking following people you know like oh really yeah you start to like focus on it so much and then um about a year ago I was like okay I can't do this anymore it's like taking over my life so I pulled back from that a little bit and just focused more on other things so yeah. Yeah. I think a it's lot a of my followers came from Descendants. So yeah. 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 Um, Did you get a lot of Disney fans, a lot of Disney, or a lot of younger kids? Because Descendants yeah, is kind lot, of Yeah, a lot of younger kids yeah. follow me. And how do they feel about your mom life posts? 
Your baby posts. Um, right. That's a good question. <laughs> I I think that maybe that those are a little lost on them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm figuring out where do I land on Instagram as yeah, far where as do you like, land? because my passion is um really being a mom right now mm-hmm. and. Uh, though I do enjoy acting. Now you have two kids, mm-hmm. a boy and a girl. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so cute, and I they know. are darling. Thank you. How are you? Um, I know you said that that's your passion now, and that's your focus. Like, how are you, um, sort of balancing the world of your auditions and things like that, or have you really just put things on hold? It's interesting. Um, my son is nine, and we worked really hard to have another child. And nine years, eight, eight nine years later. We had another baby, and I think I'm just, I just don't want to leave her. And yeah. I, it, it wasn't a, it's not, it wasn't planned. Um, I just want to be with her. And I have a babysitter that comes um, when I have auditions. Mm-hmm. So, and sh- my babysitter also helps me. Yeah, on the I social hire, media. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, yeah. So it's not, so I do go on auditions, but my heart really is at home right now. I love that. I'm also curious to know, because I have um, an almost seven-year-old, mm-hmm. and we have, we tried for a little while after she was born, and then I was like, this is exhausting. I can't do this. It's, it's so, so hard. It's so hard. And then we took a break, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm too old. I feel like my eggs are probably just sand by now. <laughs> so I'm Mine like, were I don't sand. <laughs> Mine were sadly sand. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to try. But there is a part of me that always thinks about, oh, I would love for her to have a brother or sister, and I think about that a lot. Um, cause you know, she's an only child and it's different. I think I was listening when I was researching our, our conversation today, I was listening to you talk about, um, uh, having one child and how it's so it's different. It's a different situation than having two because I'm you're sure. their playmate all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. And now my husband is his playmate because they like to do everything more physical stuff. And I'm like, can't we just, do you want to get your nails done? <laughs> You know, can we sit and play memory? Um, So, yeah, you're right. You are. It is one on one. But also, I uh, my I have a cousin, and he jokes about if you know you're not really a parent if you have just one child. (gasps) And he said it only because he was in the midst of having three babies under the age of four and was miserable. Okay. So he was really, I think, just very jealous. Right. And and I understood that because Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's so fun, just. Mm You know, myself and Miller, especially like in the beginning when it was like, you know, two, three, four, then five, six, seven, and eight came. And now, I and it was like, oh, where's that other baby? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. and it was hard. And, and, and that's a story that I, I find very interesting, our, our uh, fertility um, journey. And that's a story that I, I can share with you off. Okay, because it's, it's something I want to write and um, write down and and really think it through and share that story mm-hmm. to 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 probably help other people going through totally. fertility issues yeah. because there are a lot of us. Not there's you, a lot. Me. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Um, I have friends right now who are going through IVF and yes. you know things like that, and it's challenging and it's heartbreaking and it's um. Yeah, and it's also a very personal story. So I never want to put anybody in a position to be like, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it. You know, I want to I want to write the story and share it on my Instagram, um, 
the first time I share it, but it is a fascinating story. And after I share it, I would, if you want me to come back and talk about it, I would sure. love to do that. Oh, I would too. love that. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, because I, clearly it was not, um, it was, it was not, yeah, I got, I've got sand for eggs, is all I'm <laughs> same, saying. Same. <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, and I think also, too, here in, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. You brought up age, and I'm 47, and I think I was 46 when I gave birth to her, and that's not young. And um, I think I followed through with all of this because when it all when 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 we um, uh, did the IVF with her, uh, I was done. I was like, okay, this is it, and I can't imagine this actually happening. Mm-hmm. And I was done, but I, I kept going up until that point because my friend Rachel Harris uh, told me she was having a baby a couple years ago, and she was like, Grandma's having a baby. <laughs> and uh, she was joking. But uh, she's 50-something, and um, and then Hoda Kotb has mm-hmm. two children. And I will say those two women really encouraged me to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so glad I did yeah. for my sake, for my husband and for you know our son it's just really it's not what I thought it was going to look like yeah. but it's really special well and we can definitely talk about that more off mic because I, I do have some questions because I also <laughs> am a woman of a certain age um which leads me to the question um yeah. in Hollywood in particular it seems like there are a lot of women who do sort of put off childhood or motherhood um because we're sort of pursuing this ideal scenario at least in my mind that's what I was kind of waiting for um and then I hit like 35 and I was like I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon so I'm gonna stop waiting and putting my life on hold um to have a kid and waiting for Hollywood to go oh you're a star you know right so yeah um I think that there's sort of this idea that we we wait so long because of our careers was that something that you found as well or yeah I did find that um, I well, and also I just really enjoyed um, being a working actress because mm-hmm. I did work mostly in my early thirties. I worked a lot, and I was really enjoying just being married, having you know some money coming in because of work, and uh, that was the first time that really ever happened for me. And so I, we were enjoying just being, you know, a married couple going on nice vacations. Totally, and, yeah. And, uh, and then I was like, oh shoot, I'm almost 35. So like right before I turned 35, we started and then it wasn't easy from the get go. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, I was just like, what, how is it that I have to start trying now? I feel so young and I wasn't, I wasn't young. I think today a lot, it seems like a lot of women are starting younger. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you know what? My career is there. And I'm going to have my babies and still do my career. I feel like a lot of younger actors are doing that. But that yeah. just, that I don't know if that's true. It's just what I'm seeing on Instagram. Yes, Is on the ground. reality? <laughs> on the social media. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yes, I think because women like us and are having conversations like this to say your career will not necessarily go away. I think there was a time in maybe the like 70s, 80s or back in the old days of the 50s where they'd be like, you're pregnant, get out of here. You know, like your career's over. But I don't know that that's the case anymore. You know, Um, I don't think it is. I see. I feel like I'm seeing so many young actresses. Well, like mm -hmm. look at Reese Witherspoon who had um, babies young and yeah. 
I don't know. I don't I don't know what the reality is, but that is I feel like yes, we have waited so long and now women are talking about, hey, you don't wait because it's do really both. hard. And it's really hard and it is um to have babies. And at least you're being honest about the process you went through. I feel like there's so many people who are not and they make it seem like, "Oh, I'm 48, 49 and I just gave birth naturally." It's like oh, it's oh. unfair. It's an unfair representation. Now, that being said, fertility journey is very private and very personal and I would never hold it against anybody if they wanted to keep that private. Of course. It's none um, of my business. Especially if you're in the public eye, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So that's, that's a tough thing to do, but I do applaud you for being open about it and being honest about that. Um, yeah. I want to share my story because it's actually very unique and very beautiful. And, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's a beautiful, unique story that I think could, could help other Absolutely. women. Well, I'm have. excited to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have to tell you something. I w- was also very excited to chat with you because I got my SAG card on Notes from the Underbelly. What? <laughs> Did we work together? No, my scene was with Rachel Harris, but no I was like, way. I was like background and I was like featured background in something. It yeah. was at some Weight Watchers scene or whatever. And I was like one of the chubby ladies going up to get some noodles or something. Right. And they had put me Wait, in. Why or, was Rachel in a weight? The Weight Watchers. It was thing. something she was doing. Um, she was addicted to the noodles or some some kind of food that they huh. had. Some kind okay, of noodle okay. dish, and they Sorry. had that she was going to go just get her noodles, and they wanted to weigh her. And oh, she was like, hysterical. "No, I don't need that. I just give me the noodles." Oh, that's hysterical! <laughs> I need to go back and watch. Yeah, it. yeah. So I'm I'm like I think one of the people standing either in line behind her or whatever, and um, I had had been working background to try to get my you know, the background sag, um, for those of you who don't know, like you have to get at least then, I don't know if it's the same, but you had to get three sag background vouchers in order to be eligible to join the screen actors guild. And I had had, um, two and the assistant director was so nice. And he was like, you're doing a great job. And I was like, yeah, I'm at the weight watcher scene, whatever. And he was very nice. And so he just, at the end of the day, just gave me one. Cause I was oh, like so cool. in the scene the whole time all day. Um, but it was very nice. And I was I like, Oh my God. Story. Yeah, it was very nice. So like I have very special memories of, of that show oh, and we loved watching it too. It so fun. yeah. And you've done so many shows. Um, and most people would probably recognize you as well from a lot of your commercial work. Like you kill it on commercial work. You're so sweet. Thank you. How you have to like, we have to glean some kind of magical dust from you because I cannot book a commercial to save my life. (laughs) They're literally like, no, get out. It's bad. Well, I will say I haven't booked something in so long. Um, so I want to get that magical, the magic back yeah magic back do you think it's because the industry has shifted so much like i'm in it's like a facebook group where they're always talking about how there's so many commercial um acting jobs now that are going non-union i think and that it's is, basically taking away everyone's livelihood i think that's a huge part of it yeah. i think too um i don't know i think it's maybe my age because there are a couple of actresses that I that I know that work all the time still, mm-hmm. and they're a good five six years younger than me. So, I think that it could be my age, and I'm in between ages now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, that was really fun doing all of those commercials. Yeah. Oh my so god. I bet. Oh my gosh. Um, and then you also do a lot of voiceover work, which is like just like hashtag goals because 
how fun to be able it's, to. It's my hashtag goal too, because believe it or not, yeah. I don't do a lot of voiceover. It seems work. like you do. Okay, so do you want to do more? I want to do more. I audition a lot. I'm going to start taking voice lessons. Um, For and, singing or just like? Well, I, I talked to this woman and I said, I'm not really a singer, but I'm noticing that my voice is going and I'm not able to talk as long as I used to and I'm mm-hmm. not able to do the voices that I used to do. Mm-hmm. And so, and she said, yes, let's take voice lessons because I can help you with that. So oh, good. I will, I will, um, hopefully that will help. Yeah. yeah I got to get a little bit of my acting mojo back, but right now I'm just, I've got like, one foot maybe two feet in my home with yeah with the family and I love that though it's okay I feel like we have such pressure especially in this industry to like get right back to work right you know like I remember my daughter was two months old and I took her to an audition with me because something popped up and I was like I don't want to miss it and it yeah. was some commercial audition in Santa Monica and so I walk in there with my two-month-old and I'm like huh um and now I'm like why did I do that why did I kill myself so much and try to get into these auditions um it's just this this we push ourselves because we don't want to miss out I know. you know we don't want to um it, it seems like there's only one opportunity but that's not the case. Like it's if not the case, it, right? Yeah. But I understand. Mm-hmm. Two months—that's so impressive. Yeah. I have a friend who who worked three weeks after her baby. Oh, wow! Was born, and it wasn't like going back to a series. It was like, oh, she booked it, and she, you know, wow. worked. Um, I had I a C-section. Out. I couldn't do anything three weeks after right. birth. I was like, nobody touched me. I know. I had a yeah. C-section too with Miller, and then Winifred just came early. Yeah. Um, why do you think we have this desire? Um. Is it that the industry is so ingrained in us, this sort of desperation? I mean, or are we just actors and performers by nature desperate to be like, you know, get that applause, get that validation? Right. I think it, I I know what you mean when you say desperate. Yeah, it's like, I feel like there are so many actors that work all the time. I'm not that actor. I am, I am like, oh, got to go to the, you know, got to get to the audition. I'm, because it's that like you just said, like that it's your one chance to work, but it, it is, it isn't. Um, but yes, I am an, a desperate actor that, <laughs> that is d- desperate for a lot of attention. Yes. Less so now. Yeah. I think mainly because I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. But don't you find though motherhood fulfills you in so many other ways that it's like, uh, you can kind of let things go a little bit more and I know for sure for me my priorities certainly shifted a lot and although I do still want to be an actor and I do still pursue that side of my life that I'm like I also now need to make money and I also want to just be home with my daughter so if that means that I have to take on a different kind of job or different role in the industry I'm going to do that because it allows me to be home with my daughter and pick her up from school every day and take her to ballet and all that stuff so I love that yeah I agree I mean because this time is I you look at um Michelle Pfeiffer stayed home for, or whatever that means, but like she stayed with her kids while mm-hmm. they were going, you know, through high school and now they're in college. And I heard her say um, that the, her kids said, Mom, go back to work. But like she was there for them. And yeah. that is a special time that it really is fleeting. Yeah. Um, a- everyone says it and it's so true. It is so true. Um, yeah. And so just. Yeah, just uh, the women in front of us, I think, are are leading the way. Um, And we are, there are more stories coming out about women that don't look a certain way or are of a certain age. We're telling more stories, Mm -hmm. um, I think. 
they still look a certain way, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But no, no, the, the industry is expanding a lot. Yeah. And hopefully that will, we'll see that we get work when our kids are in college. I yeah. don't know. I remember I had an agent once who told me that I would, because I'm a character actor, would never work until I'm in my 50s. He's like, when you're in your 50s, that's when you'll be very popular. And I was like, oh, I'll have to wait till I'm in my 50s. That seems like a really long time to wait. This is when I was in my early 30s. And I actually worked a lot. I had a lot of small parts on TV shows and little guest star parts here and there and all of that. And I was like, yeah, I'll show you. I'm going to make it. And then everything over the past few years has just stopped. It's all come to like a grinding halt. And I'm like, maybe he's right. Maybe when I'm in my fifties again, and it goes back to what you said about how everybody sort of looks the same in this industry. And while there is some little bits of movement being made, and there's a few actresses who are really breaking the boundaries there, it's still frustrating if you're not that perfect, you know, rail thin, looks like you're 25 and you're forties, you know, like kind of a, a look. Um, Even the comedians are all very little. Yes. So many of them. Yes. Yeah. Comedians meaning, you know, sitcoms. And, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that is expanding a little bit, but it is. But you're right. I mean, I, I think that um, I always feel like, yeah, I'm going to work in my 50s. You think so? I think, you think it'll yeah. come back around and like that character actor. I do think that in. is a true statement. Yeah. That. And also, I think that the longer you stick with it, the better your chances because everybody's everybody goes starts away to, yes. to leave. Yeah, yeah. My it's friend Lindsay said that she's like city. everyone moves back home at some point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. And then eventually, there's only the few people left who survived. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna be the granny. Yes. Here I am. Like I'm ready. I made it. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Be like the woman on the Titanic. Right. Remember she getting what she get nominated for an Oscar at like mm-hmm. eighty something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Was she or even older? I don't know. She might have been. Yeah, she was very old, but she made it. <laughs> exactly. But wasn't she successful in her younger years? I think so. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. But like, I don't want to wait till I'm eighty to. Oh no! <laughs> this city, in my opinion, is exhausting. Yes. Like driving. Yes. I mean, at this point in the game, yeah. at, at this age. Like, I don't want to go past a half a mile south of my home at, or, or, or north of my home. Like, or even to, like, I don't want to leave Your not bubble. even a Your mile. Circle. Like, yeah, like literally like a quarter well, mile Well, I'm glad radius. you did today. I'm glad that you. I know. And I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go shopping at the Americana. Oh, yeah. You got to so go to the Americana excited. when you're over here. And I might go to Ikea. Hey. I don't know. Lift it up. Like, we're right here between both of them. So I feel like I got the best of both worlds. You really do. This is such a sweet neighborhood. Thank you. How yeah, we love it. Here? We've lived here four and a half years. I love it so much. Yeah, we, we really, really love it here. We, um, when I'm, Channing was born, we used to take her to the, I used to take her to the Americana every morning and we'd go for walks and then there would be all of the stroller strider mm-hmm. moms there working out, oh. doing push-ups and sit-ups with their strollers <laughs> and I'd be there with my donut and coffee like, you're killing it ladies, <laughs> like you go. Oh, did you really cheer them on? Yeah, I would just be I like, love yeah, it. but That's I would so be eating cute. my donut. And I would have be been like, eating the donut with you and drinking yeah. the coffee <laughs> right. and then I would have been like, you want to go get a mimosa? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Let's go have drinks. Um, but I just felt bad. I was like, I never worked out. I probably should have worked out more after having a baby. Oh my God. But I, I, didn't. I worked out after Miller uh-huh. and then I am, I'm not worked out in like over two years, maybe a, 
almost two years. Yeah. And that feels really bad. But you're an athlete. Like, you are yeah. a soccer player. What well, else I used did you to be. Play? Like, a but million no, years ago. But no, if you yeah. were one, you always are one. I do feel like there's a muscle memory there. Because when For I sure. started taking my daughter to soccer class, we kind of kicked the ball around. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember how to do all this. And I'm a little slower at it now. But it's definitely a muscle memory um, that comes back for sure. And I used to be a cheerleader. I was a nationally competitive <gasps> cheerleader. Did you do tumbling and stuff? All of it. Stop yeah. it. All of it. Like the basket tosses, the jumps, all of it. Yeah. You could do a herky. Oh, do we have to go? Herky? No, oh. it's just someone was calling. A herky, a toe touch. All of it. Yeah. I was like, oh. I love I can still do the splits. Yeah. If you want to see that later. <laughs> Maybe later. It's not great, but. There's a new show on Netflix called Cheer. Oh, I heard about it. Have you yeah. seen it? Yeah. It's crazy how much I loved that show I mean I was watching it like oh no oh that's not good oh my god like I literally like it was my it was like other people watch The Bachelor and feel very passionate about it like I watched this cheer show no I could get into that for sure I'm so did you cheer were you in cheerleading wait I don't know what no no my my sister-in-law is 27 so I don't know how old you are but she was big into cheer in in Oklahoma oh she's quite a bit younger than me then I'm 42 you're still yeah. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. So cheerleading's big in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, yeah, because football is big. So I it's see. like it, all you do on the the weekends and during the week is football practice, football games. Like that's what you do. Yeah. But no, it's just funny because was... we don't have a national football team or anything like that. Like no NFL team. But so all the but high school, college. college. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a college football fan myself because oh, yeah. I grew up in Illinois in Champaign, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, it was big required. Yes. Yeah. And you went to Mizzou. I did. Nice. With John Hamm. Oh, how funny. Were you like in the same class or just like in the same time? We did. Well, it was a small theater program and he came from Texas. And then, so I think more like his junior, senior year, he was there and we would all do, we did assassins together. Oh, wow. We did a lot of plays together. How funny. Did you guys keep in touch at all? Um, You know, Jennifer Westfelt was in Notes from the Underbelly. So Uh I would see him. We would do dinners and stuff like as a group. Yeah. And um, he said, yeah, I just got this pilot. It's really good. Mad Men. Ooh. And uh, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And and, uh, and it became like the biggest show. Of, yeah. Like, it was so good. Oh, my gosh. And it was so good in it. Yeah. So I would see him back then. And then, oh, my gosh, I shot a commercial with him. Oh. That, I got a little LA? too excited about that. <laughs> so I shot a commercial with him. And, um, yes, in L.A. it was for a tax thing. And I... I um I was wearing my glasses and I kept like he was the the lead guy and he came over and he was standing there and we started shooting and I kept saying like waving to him like <laughs> I just wanted to say hi really quickly. <laughs> I should have said hi earlier. Right. But then I started saying my line and he's st- he's like and I went to college with you and uh. everyone thought that was an uh, uh an improvisation and uh, and it wasn't. It and wasn't. so we stopped and we talked for a minute. Oh. There's more to that story. Which, How funny. Yeah. In my head, I was like, well, I'll bring an extra shirt because he's probably going to want to go um, out to get a drink really quickly. So <laughs> I'm going to bring an extra cute shirt. And yeah. And, and that, that did not. It did, did happen. <laughs> no. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I, um, I really loved Mad Men. I thought that oh, was a great so show. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. I feel like there's... Uh, there's nothing really like that on television anymore. Everything is so like 
very sci-fi and very Game of Thronesy and very dramatic mm, or yes. like supernatural, you know, CW, whatever. At least it seems to be in our house. That's what my husband watches a lot. Yeah. What are you watching? What do you guys watch? We watched, just watched, gosh, right now we're kind of doing like a, a cleanse where we're not, the TV's <laughs> not going on at night, uh-huh. which is so weird for our family. Uh, that just started this week though. So, um, and now I'm forgetting everything. Oh, Dead to Me. Okay. Loved. Did you watch it? That's with, um, I'm forgetting your mm-hmm. name, Blonde. Mm-hmm. Applegate. Yes. Christina, Christina Applegate. Applegate. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I know she can't I get watched in- the first season. But I that's didn't. all there's been. Oh, okay. Then that's all I've seen. Yeah. Oh, but it's I can't wait. And then um, I'm blanking. Why didn't I write this down? Um, what did we binge watch recently? It wasn't. Well, my husband does Game of Thrones. I oh, could yeah. not get into it. Oh, really? Isn't that yeah. silly? No. I feel like a bad person, like a no. bad actor. Because I like, didn't. Why didn't I get in? The-? No, some people. It just doesn't resonate with some people. Like we, we were really into Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Like, no, my brother and committed his wife. Committed half a quarter of our life to it. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot. They, my brother, and his wife and my husband will play uh, Game of Thrones Risk every Christmas. Oh wow. Okay. Eve. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, they're into it. Um, but, uh, oh, Broadchurch. Did you see Broadchurch? No, I've heard of it, though. It's good. Yeah. I think it's good. It's it's English. And what I love about it, Olivia, what's her name? Olivia Coleman. Yeah. So the clothes, like, they're not perfectly ironed and perfectly fitted. They're yeah. like, yeah, no, she's a woman that lives, that doesn't have a lot of money. She's an investigator. And her suits don't fit perfectly. And I love that. Yeah. I love that about I feel like, English. I feel TV. like the British, I feel like in England, they do a better job of being realistic about human experiences and human reactions and human people than we do in the U.S. Because nothing drives me more crazy than when I'm watching a show and there's somebody has gone out the night before, they've partied or whatever, and they wake up and they're like perfectly made up. Their hair looks amazed, you know? And I'm like, this it takes me out of it. I'm like, that is not real. And I don't necessarily need everything to be like real, real all the time, but it's like, at least try like your lipstick doesn't have to be perfect. And you know, it's one of the things I love about watching British shows. That's for sure. Me too. I, I was working on a, um, uh, something and the two young girls in it uh, between each take would have their makeup done. And it had to be like, Oh, sorry. Perfect. That's okay. I just did it. That's all right. Uh, perfect. Yeah. And I and uh, the ex- executive producer thought it was just so interesting and she'd worked with big British actors that mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that way. Was and it the, I, the actresses that were requesting it or was it the director? I or? think it was the the actresses were oh, requesting okay. it. However, when I was on a TV series notes from the underbelly, mm-hmm. we in between each take the makeup artists would come up our individual makeup artists would come up and make sure that our lips were perfect and our mm-hmm. eyebrows were symmetrical and everything was just perfect. spot on. Yeah. And so that's, I thought that's what it was supposed to be like. Yeah, like sure. Like you check yourself between each take. Yes. So I got a part on, um, oh, what's it? What's the name of the show? True Jackson. Because oh. one of the writers from Notes from the Underbelly was now working on True Jackson. And I... <laughs> we were in between shots and I was uh, they were about to start again and 
I was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no. Somebody has to check my makeup. Oh. <laughs> and Dan, the uh, guy who brought me on, he's like, Melanie, it's not, that's not how it works here. That's not how we do it. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you're, if that is how you are taught that that's how yes. it works, then you are going to be like in between each take, make sure that you are Every show perfect. that I've ever been on, they do that. Even if I have this, a really tiny part, like one line, somebody oh. comes up and they do my hair and makeup and I'm yes. like, I literally just had one line. Nothing has <laughs> changed. I mean, I appreciate it so that I don't have like something hanging off my face, but like, I don't totally need a full retouch, you Isn't know, so but it's just ever, almost every show has been like that i wonder what it's like when like working on a british show or oh. or um like uh vikings oh yeah do you watch outlander i'm a huge no, outlander fan it? oh it's so good really oh it's so good but don't i have to start like five years ago or something it's getting ready their fifth season is getting ready to launch in a couple of weeks and it's very good here's though. the thing I have a hard time watching things that aren't like really bright in color. Oh, okay. This so may not I couldn't be that. watch. <laughs> I couldn't watch Gladiator. Oh, okay. This is um, my husband calls it my time travel sex show, which it totally oh. is. That's basically what. It okay, is. but where where are they traveling? It's a time travel. So they're in in no, she I know. Tra- she right. travels back in time from like nineteen the twenties England to like seventeenth century Scotland. See, that's where I struggle. I love the 1900s, the mm-hmm. late 1800s. Mm-hmm. But then when you, the medieval times. I don't know when are, that was. 1700s aren't medieval. It was like 17, 1800s. And they, um, she falls in love with a Scotsman who is very hot. Oh. And they have Well, she's sex. adorable too. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Lots oh, of oh. time travel sex stuff. But do, it, do it's Do they focus huge. on the 20s at all? No. See, Mm-mm. I just watched I Love Zelda. I don't think yeah. it's Yeah, it may have been back. the 40s. Maybe in the 40s. I love the 40s. Yeah. I love the 40s. Is this I love the eight, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This may not be for you then. But no, think about I gotta, it. If I you get bored one night. <laughs> I don't think I would be. Oh, and the, another show that we just watched was, um, I can't think of it, but it, I can't even think of the actress's name. There's so summer. much. No, but it was, it's big. It'll come to me later. Sorry. <laughs> You'll think of it on the way home. Oh, yes. That was it. Um, well, I, like I said, I have been following you for a while on social media, and um, I think your pictures look amazing. Oh, thank and you. And I think it looks like you're posting, even if you're, you know, or not. And I'm enjoying it very much. And I'm so glad, because I wanted to have you on the show, but I wasn't sure if you would be into it. So I'm so glad that you oh were. Oh, my gosh. Th- no, you don't. This is my first podcast. Uh. I am going to figure out... Have How to listen. listen to podcasts. <laughs> yes, make that a priority. And yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. And one thing about my Instagram, it's I want it to be a little bit more real. Yeah. I'm going to work. The, and I'm a little, I'm not a, per, I'm so far from perfect. Yeah. And that's what I want to kind of show. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a really cool thing about just being average. Yeah. And that's okay. Like there's so many people in this town who, um, strive for perfection and that perfect idea of beauty and everything. And I'm not that person. So I'm like, I hope that reflects on what I share as well. So, um, 
but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited to hear the rest of your story and whatever you choose to share it. And, um, I also am excited to see, um, your babies keep growing. So thank you. I love watching you on Instagram Yay. Oh, too. Thank, thank you. you for having me. Thanks for coming. All right, you guys. So I'm going to put up more information about Melanie on motherhoodandhollywood.com. And you guys remember, uh, to have a wonderful week. And also remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Balls.